Hi guys, so I thought I'd come back and, and just do a quick podcast, um, cover off a little personal bugbear of mine uh, when it comes to the business and, and specifically business relating to the, the health supplement and fitness industry. I'm sure everyone's familiar with multi-level marketing companies, um, pyramid schemes a lot of people call them, which I'll just get off my chest now, they aren't, they're not a pyramid scheme, they look like it, they sound like it, but in the eyes of the law they're not. Um, so if you're wondering what the hell's an MLM, think Isogenics, think Your Health, think, I think it's Kayani is how you pronounce it, I'm not 100% sure on that one. But look, anyone that's been in the fitness industry for sort of probably more than a month has you know, no doubt been approached to, to help transform people's lives and make great money and get a free car and all that sort of stuff. So I thought I'd just cover off and I've had this argument a couple of times with people and you know, the, the facts are out there. Um, realistically, these companies are bound legally to disclose earnings. Um, now, this is generally done in a way where, unless you want to sit there and analyse it, you're probably not going to take much out of it. The other thing to keep in mind is these statistics are based in US dollars and are based generally on US distributors only. So while there might be some variance between the statistics that are put out and, and what happens in Australia... Um, for, for these intents and purposes, I'm, you know, I'm going to take the US dollar um, and use that there. So any financial references will be in US dollar. Now, to, to judge the performance of these, I mean, I think the biggest thing in terms of, you know, what these products are uh, is generally they're the same type of products you can buy in your, in your local supplement store. They're the same type of things you can buy in the health and wellness area of your grocery store so they're they're proteins their meal replacements their multivitamins things of that nature now where these products i guess um get pushed is is they get generally pushed in 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 the forms of challenges now these are usually set up by people who are distributors or they'll call them associates something along those lines now i'm not going to get into the the products themselves and whether they're good products or not i mean that's a you know that's a fairly personal thing whether something works for me it may not work for you vice versa so just from a financial standpoint i want to have a look at these and and you know compare them to to small business i guess in australia and you know what the income expectations are and where they should be and what's realistic and what's not so to as a starting point i've grabbed a, the median household income uh, for Australia now at the moment this is from the Australian Bureau of Statistics it's $43,960 US okay very important it's the median and not the average now that's based on obviously government um, government surveys and, and working with the ATO and 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 is a fairly solid figure you know I'm comfortable to say that's the correct figure now the, the problem with analysing these earnings disclosures that are put out is how they're set out. So going with Isogenics to start with, we look at, and this is, I'll, uh, I'll put the links up for these, all these financial disclosures too um, in, the, in the show notes of the podcast. Now for Isogenics, they break their users down into product users, which is 82.5% of their members product sharers, which is 12.5% of their members, and then business builders, which are 5.4% of their, of their members. Now, to be classified as a business builder, you have to have made more than $500 US in a year, which is not a hell of a lot. 
Now, to get further into that, when you start looking at the tiers that are there, out of that 5.4% of members, there's only at most, now I say at most because they don't give percentages to decimal points and they like using the less than sign. Now, at most, there is 1% of Isagenics members, sorry, 1% of Isagenics business builders, so 1% of 5.4% of their members that are making greater than the median Australian income. Now, to put that into context, in terms of, in terms of odds, that's basically one person in 185,000. So taking that into account, it's starting to look you know, less like a, a solid financial proposition. Now, that number is very high, and yes, I have used that one first for shock value. Now, when we get into the other two I've had a look at here, which is Your Health and Kiani, it actually does look a lot better. Now, for, from a Your Health perspective, in, in terms of that, that median income, staying around that median income again of you know, the, the, the forty five dollars to $50,000 mark, you need to be what they call a diamond. Now, from what's disclosed, and now these percentages are only disclosed of people that have actually made money. So these are people that are actually going out and selling something. They're not the people that are signed up just to get the products cheaper themselves. They're people that have actually you know, received a check. Now, to get into that, we're looking at, and, and now this is one thing I do love, is they actually give the high, low, and average for their tiers. Now, starting at a diamond tier, which once again, there's less than half a percent of people that have made more than this. Now, out of that half a percent, the low for a month is actually $360. The median's $3,600. Now, obviously, there's people that are making more. You know, there's a high here of $42,000 a month, which is great. I'd love to meet the person that's done it. That's absolutely spectacular and really solid business, to be honest. But when we get into to the odds again and looking at, you know, the percentage of people doing well, when we look at those numbers, you're talking about one in 200, Okay. So you think about all the people that you see pushing these products. Um, I've got a fairly diverse range of friends. Now, I've seen maybe 30 or 40. So statistically, probably none of those, or at most one, are going to be making a solid income from this solely. Now, when we go into Kiani, which is a relatively new one in Australia, very, very similar set up. Now you're looking about one person in 115 are making good money or sorry, are making average money. Now the, the retort I get, and it's, it's pretty much like a script regardless of what, um, what MLM people are involved in generally comes back to, oh, you only get out what you put in. You only get what, you know, you have to put in the work if you want to make the money, which is, which is great. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more, but at the end of the day, if you're not making um, or, you know, statistically, there's not a very high chance of you making a, a decent earning off this, then what's the draw? Now, the draw generally put forward by these guys is that you don't have to work for this. You go out and get other people to do the work, which is great, but anyone that does any sort of networking or um, you know, runs any sort of business, sells any products, means you can't just sell to your customer and let them go forth. They need 
constant support. They need reassurance. They need someone to be reminding them. Um, I've spent a fair bit of time working in in business sales, and that's a big thing. You know, you always do a check in. Anyone out there that owns a supplement store will know exactly what I'm talking about. You've got reps knocking down your doors or on the phone constantly to remind you to buy their product. Now, you can either not put in work and kick back on this, you know, theoretical massive life-changing income, uh, but essentially what happens to your pipeline then? Does that just grow on its own? Are we reliant on other people to do the work for us? Now, there's no statistics released, and and legally these guys aren't bound to it, around retention of customers and turnover of customers, which is the big thing. When you look at sales, you know you can make 100% of something once, or you can make 10% of something for the rest of your life. I know what I'd prefer. I'd take the 10% returning income any day of the week, because I know that's going to get there. Now, the big fallout as well with these companies is essentially what they do to your friends and your networks. To make these work, they are very intensive in the way you contact people and how you bring people into your pipeline of sales. Now, if I go to my friends and I go to my family and I tell them that they're going to make heaps of money and keep in mind these statistics, so unless if I've got a family of 100 or I've got a network of 100, then Theoretically, I'm going to make money, but no one else is. What's that going to do for me? Two things, they're not going to stick around for a start because they're not making any money out of it. And they're going to have to put at least some time in it so it becomes a value proposition for them. Am I doing, you know, am I doing too much work for what I'm making? The chances are probably yes. The other thing it does is it alienates you from your friends and family. I've completely wiped people from my you know, Facebook list from people I talk to purely for the reason they're involved in these things because it comes back to they're constantly trying to grow a pipeline. Now, let's think for a second. If you're in the health and fitness industry and you're trying to start a business and you'd look at this as an option, what are your other options realistically? You could start a store, you could do something online, you could be a PT. Now, at the end of the day with those, you are 100% in control of your own earnings. With an MLM, you're not. You're reliant on everyone else, especially if the big draw for you is I'm not going to have to do any work. This is just going to make its own money. Well, no, it's not. It's the same as any other business. I'm sure PTs out there can can emphasize with me. You know, you need to have contact with your clients. Otherwise, they're not going to keep coming back to you. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying it's not a complete write-off and MLMs aren't a complete write-off. I'm sure there's people out there that are doing extremely well off it. What this is about and what this information is for essentially is to show you that not everyone's doing that great out of it. Not everyone's making millions. If you want to get into it and you think you can make good money out of it and you think you can make it work, then by all means. But one of the barriers to entry for this, and this is something where you have to take it, you know, and look at it from a value proposition standpoint, is you're looking at anywhere between $500 to $1,000 generally to get set up as a distributor. Now, to just go back to the, to the isogenic statement, now we're talking only 5.4% of their members, so 1 in 20, has made at least $500 back. Okay, so at... at Around 1 in 20 people 
have recovered at least half of their initial investment. Now, the other thing to take into account with this, and it is really important to note, is that you are a business. You still need to pay tax. You still need to pay superannuation. You still need to do all of these things out of that money. Now, you can get into the you know, in, into the ways people have been successful out of this and, and you can you can I'm sure find a great amount of success stories. But at the end of the day, and this is a personal thing, uh, for every person, look, if if you really want to get into this and, and aren't sure, then by all means get in touch and I I'll, I can provide you with the documents. They're all, you know, open source documents as to the actual financial standing of this. But the key thing to keep in mind is, you know, this isn't as promised. Now, legally, these guys aren't meant to be pushing this as a quick uh, get-rich-quick scheme, but essentially they are. Now, you need to just take a step back, have a look at these numbers, and have a listen to the numbers I've told you today and think, is this really a worthwhile business for me to get into? If it is, then by all means do it. I wish you the best of luck with it, and, and when you're rolling in money and not working at all, and this money just keeps coming in without you having to put any effort in it, then by all means call me and go, you know what, I told you so, you're wrong. Um, but and, until then, guys, look, stay educated on it, um, ask the questions, you know, if someone puts forward this idea to you, then, then you know, have a dig around, do your own research, or like I said, get in touch and I can point you in the right direction for it, and come back and get them to explain that to you and explain how you're going to be that one in 200 or that one in 200,000 that's actually making a sustainable income on it. And, and honestly, see what their answers are. I mean, it's, you know, it's easy to sit on Facebook and post photos of Lamborghinis that you want and big rich houses that you won't own, but you need to be careful of the people pushing these, um, for lack of a better term, schemes to you know to get rich quick and you need to really question what's happening and how you know whether the person you're talking to is actually doing as well as they seem and what they've done to get to that point so i'm going to wrap it up there guys i hope you've got some good information out of this and as always if you've got any questions or you've got anything else you'd like covered off uh, flick me an email nathan at fitline.com um, or or jump onto Facebook if you've got me on Facebook and flick me through a message. More than happy to chat. Thanks for your time, guys. Bye.